Hey, 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 everybody. It's Brandon Reynolds and Ian McAllister. We're back in the studio with another episode of It's Been Established. And we are actually together in the studio. We're in the studio, which for you guys at home, you can't see what studio we're talking about. This could be somebody's basement. This could be the bathroom at O'Charlie's. You don't know. You don't know. If you hear any weird things, just use your imagination. So, uh, Ian, have you ever been slapped by a girl before? Yes. Really? Why did she slap you? Uh, there have been multiple occasions. Wh- which one would you like to go into? I don't know. The one that's probably, A, the most appropriate, and B, just hilarious. <laughs> um... I don't think they're all any appropriate. Oh. Wow. Hey, you asked. I did. I did. I did. <laughs> no, no. You just I was thinking about uh, icebreakers. You know, you ever been at a party and you don't know what to say to somebody? Yes. And usually it's not your fault or you view it as it's not. I know you, you view it as it's not your fault. Yeah, I find myself in that situation all the time because I'm probably one of the most socially awkward people you'll ever meet in your life. Like if you see me in Lowe's, I'll be like, uh, I don't. I don't know what to, what to say, you know, and uh, sometimes it can, you know, it, it can become an issue. Like uh, when I uh, started dating my girlfriend, like we, we really, uh, you know, it, it, did she slap you? No, actually, I was surprised. You know, I was like thinking, man, it was actually there is a funny story, though. Uh, she was supposed to meet me on a date on my birthday uh this was like a couple of years ago and uh <laughs> it's so funny uh it turns out that uh she was on her way to meet me at black horse which unfortunately is you know out of commission right now and where we're at but um she's gonna meet me at this great pub that and we I'd, have i'd be fine if it never came back <laughs> well anyway uh we were we were at black i was a black horse and i was hanging out and i ordered like a diet coke or whatever and I'm sitting there, and I felt like that scene in uh, Fast Times at Ridgemont High where, like, he orders two more Cokes and two more co- like, because he, he forgot his wallet. But, like, I was sitting there, and the waitress came by, and I was like, yeah, I'm meeting somebody here. And she said, oh, that's cool, and all that. And I was like, yeah, she should be here any minute. So, anyway, two hours go by. and uh, <laughs> and uh I would not have lasted two hours. Well, it was like an hour at first, and then she texted me. And it turns out she was helping one of our, one of our friends – uh, who had to get their tires worked on, and they didn't know that we had a uh, had a date that day. So and your Peyton is such a sweetheart. She, you know, she's not gonna tell someone that she can't help them or something. You know, she's just she's all about being there for people. I know, and that was like, you know, I just I felt so great about that because I was like, you know what, you helped your friend. It's totally fine. I just the funniest part of that whole evening was that that uh, well, actually, it was like the morning, but. The waitress straight up thought I got stood up, and you could tell every time she came back, she felt more and more bad. Like, man, this poor, this poor punk up here just got this dumped. poor kid. He's uh, this is gonna be it. He probably he's probably got some kind of baseball club card collection at his house. He's probably got some weird pets, and he's scared her off. I better go, better go break the news gently she probably goes back in the kitchen i feel so bad for that guy his girl stood him up well it's like uh in that in a friends episode they all take bets on how long uh the guy's gonna actually sit and wait so they're like i've got fifty dollars on two hours oh i 
I think I remember that one. Do you remember what season that one was in? Moving on, moving on. So, uh, no, uh, <laughs> man, my friend seasons are all over the place because, like, you use it as landmarks and, like, what all happened in all the seasons. But then uh, just, I don't know, maybe season five. Let's go with that. There you go. You know, I, speaking of old shows, uh, we've been binging uh, Dawson's Creek uh, right now, and uh, which is a whole other thing. But uh, it's so funny because I'd never seen it, and I didn't understand that one of the main characters was actually named Dawson because I never, I never watched it growing up. You know, because it was really like before our time. I mean, like we were growing up during that time, but we weren't old enough to really be a part of that generation, and. Uh, so it's kind of funny, but I did notice something. You're not going to believe this. Can you believe, well, you probably can't believe this, but can you believe the fashion stuff that is coming back? Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah, I can believe it. But there are some stuff that I'm so surprised is going to come back, and a lot of people are like, oh, these are coming back, and I'm thinking there's no way this is going to come back. Like um, the pants that we wore that were like, they were not bell bottoms, but they were so baggy at the for like the whole entire pants. Like the entire leg was baggy. Like apparently those kind of pants are coming back. And like the kind of pants that at the leg they have a like a border that's like a different color down at the heel of the, the cup. Oh yeah, like at the bell bottom yeah. part. Yeah. No, no, it's, it's not even they're not bell bottoms. These were like late nineties pants. And they had that. I forget what they were called, but apparently. Are you talking about the elastic? No, no, no. Oh. It's like no, it's around. still denim, and it's also the same material. It's just down at the, all the way at the heel of the leg. There's a different color of denim. Interesting. Interesting. I, uh, yeah, uh, that and of course mom jeans. You know they're kind of they're cool. Now, I don't now. know why. I, so I'm not. I'm never gonna tell people what to wear, and I'm not gonna say like girls shouldn't wear something, and I'm not gonna say like, oh, this is so bad. But I'll I'll say there's a, a preference if you, if you're gonna ask because a lot of people ask girls what they find attractive in guys and a lot of things, but I don't think we don't get asked those questions enough. I don't think we're allowed to get asked those questions. Anymore. Well, I mean, why not? They ask, girl, they ask girls to say, hey, do you like your guys wearing muscle shirts? No, I don't like my guys wearing muscle shirts. Okay, so ask a girl. Like, So ask a guy. Like, Hey, do you like your girls wearing yoga pants? Uh, I don't know. Maybe. Because you, you feel bad. You don't, well, you don't know what to say. But I'll say the high-waisted jeans, I've never been a fan of them. Oh, that came. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. they're back now. And. Apparently, they're trying to go out of style, but apparently they're really comfortable. Which, again, if it's for comfort, I 100% I'm on board. Go wear it for comfort. But if you think like, oh, uh, guys really like to do this, I promise. Most guys, I, I don't want to. They might not even care to. Uh, I, me, personally, I'm not a fan. So... But again, I'm not. If they're comfortable, I keep wearing them because you know me. I wear whatever I want. I just it's it's all about comfort for me. Well, you know how ladies have the rompers, right? Do you think <laughs> yeah. do you think they need to bring back the one piece jumpsuit for uh, men? We weren't even a part of that, but do you think that should come back? That was a thing in like 2016, right? 
Was it? Yeah, like the men, the, I think it was like a mumper, it was called. They had a men jumper. It was a thing. You can Google it. It's a, it's, th- it's a thing. Yeah, here, I'll, I'll, I'll go. You Google it or I'm going. I've got it pulled up. Okay, All right, you, you, right, right. <laughs> I got it conveniently saved as my, <laughs> it's my default page is this uh, denim, denim men's romper. Which yeah, these were a thing in 2016. Did you not remember this? Oh man, it looks like a cross between pajamas and like. Obviously, you have to have like frat boy sort of I, feel to your aura, hockey I, player sort of esque. I feel like that's stereotyping, so that might not be fair. But well, uh, let me find some unattractive or overweight or out of shape men in these photos. So far, that's not happening. Well, those, well, <laughs> those male these. models are going to be, and they all—they're <laughs> all coming in these pastel colors, which I love pastel colors. I just hate the fact that if I wear a pastel color, apparently I'm trying to be a frat boy. Like, can no. I wear it to church? No, it's like I—I I, yeah, you can wear a romper to church. What are they called again? Uh, men's romper. Men's romper. So this was peach. That's more pink. I think it's my resolution. Um, what do you think? What it's you think? my resolution. How, what right. would you rate this? That guy's I'm gonna old. say. No, maybe he's not that old. It looks uncomfortable. A scale one to ten. And also, I've heard that if you have to go to the bathroom, the whole thing has to come off. Is that so? so this is all one piece. Yeah. This is all. Real, so you have to like unbutton. You got literally, you got to drop the whole thing. These and so like you're in there. (laughs) So if you've got to use a urinal, which I know some women don't know urinals exist. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Just for for those listening out there, they're these things on the wall, right? They're the most (laughs) disgusting thing in the world. Just imagine the most disgusting thing you could ever think of, and that's what a urinal is. Uh, ooh, they got a red, white, and blue. And one. it's not even the urinal that's the most disgusting. It's the floor around it. But we'll get into <laughs> that so later. So, so if you're like, if you go use the urinal, you've got to take it all the way off. And so you're like basically naked, standing at the urinal. This is a very. Where did we go? <laughs> I, uh, I I was talking about like the like the you know like the coveralls that mechanics wear. But, like, stylish ones for men that they would wear, like the one-piece. Anyway, uh, so, yeah, those. And then uh, also mullets. Yeah, and one of our best friends has a mullet, and he pulls it off Who so Who has a well. mullet? Colt has a mullet. He just always wears oh, a hat. Oh, uh, yeah, you know, I never noticed that. Yep, he always has a hat on. It's, like, part of his head. Yeah. It's like King of the Hill. Dale, without his hat, just doesn't look like Dale. Exactly. So, that's interesting. Wow. So, um, shout out to Colt if you're listening. I don't know if he listens to our gonna, podcast. He's not going to listen to this podcast. I don't. I don't think. I think we're we're we're, we're overreaching there. Uh, but anyway, yeah. So we're talking about TV shows, and uh, one of the funniest things is uh, famously there is an episode where Dawson cries because his girl that he likes ends up choosing this other guy that they run around with. And it's become a meme where it's like ugly cries. So I basically <laughs> made a joke every episode. Is he going to ugly cry again? When was the last time you ugly cried, Brandon? Ugly cried? Yeah. Oh, man. I, I would rather not share. I mean, that's kind of a personal thing. <laughs> what do you think? <laughs> I would say middle school. And I'll tell you, I'll tell you mine. I'll show you mine if you show me Did you get yours. slapped in the face? No. <laughs> Is that one of them? Figuratively. Um, so middle school, I ran for... 
class president, and I didn't get it. You ugly cried. It was bad. In middle school. I was devastated. Because you did not get class president. You had no power or authority. I was absolutely (laughs) devastated. Interesting. Um, Man. There wasn't a death. uh, Let me say it. It wasn't a funeral. The last time I ugly cried. Uh, well, I I, okay, let me back up here. I mean, it's got to be bad, like real bad. Like, my dog died, like, when I was, like, 26, and yeah, I, I cried, but it was an ugly cry. Yeah, I could see that. Uh... I know when I was like seven, my cat died. Yeah, that was rough. Uh, that was probably. I could not imagine when my cats died. Oh, yeah. I'd probably go on like a rampage. Uh, you know what? No, we had to put our dog that we had all my life until I was like 14 down. That was bad. Uh, my mom my mom was a wreck. We were all a wreck. It was just, it was bad. We uh, we, we had, a, had a rough time with that because he was the best dog. But, uh, you know. Such a dark episode. I know, right? Well, I was thinking, I was like, that's why you don't get a dog when you're with your kids to grow up. You know, they're like, oh, so who grow up with them? No, well, because actually, then the dog will die. Well, again, but a lot of people use that opportunity to teach their kids about loss and death. That's true, but goldfish Because kids need die. to. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, teach a goldfish how to fetch, you know, like, it's, it's not for real, though. That's, yeah, I could see that. That. My mom got a new dog recently, and my kiddo thought that he was getting a new dog at home, and he still somehow thinks he, it's so funny. I don't know if he still does, but it's kind of funny. Uh, so like a he, new dog with his mom, or yeah, with, like with basically, him? like he went home and she was like, so he basically thinks he's getting a new dog. Good God! This was a while ago, though. I don't. I think he's gotten over that. So. Um, but anyway, yeah, uh, so, uh, something I was looking up, so back to the topic of not knowing what to say at a party, so, like, I wish there was a way that, you know, like, I, it's just, like, uh, sometimes I want to have, like, cue cards or something, but I found this online, uh, (laughs) generator, I was like, maybe this will help, because we didn't have this forever, uh, but I found something that was kind of funny, do you know any useless skills that you may have? Uh, Besides hitting on women and, uh, you know. <laughs> that is not useless. That has many, many uses. Um, useless skills. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I, I probably, yeah. Yeah. Can you name one? <laughs> <laughs> Put me on the spot. Uh, man. Uh, so a useless skill that I have. Um. Oh, I rarely, I, I have this skill, and I think I'm, like, superhuman for this. Are you ready? Sorry, there was a, I accidentally nudged a wire. It uh, caused a big sound. Anyways, I'm sorry. I hate when that happens. Um, so here we go. This is This is weird. Whenever I'm... Uh, 
like doing something and like I have to move a lot of things around and let's say let's say I'm like moving boxes or something and if I set something on the box and let's say it's something that rolls like a pin or a mouthpiece or some sort of cylinder that rolls a ball or something uh, if I see that it's falling uh, I could just I hold up my hand like really low and I always catch it and like I rare it, I, don't, I don't think that's a skill no I no think no because it, it's really big because it's like because it's like anything like a pin like I'm just uh, like I, I see that the pin is falling or like out of the corner of my eye something is falling and it's like oh and I just hold up my head and I just catch it and I like I don't even I don't even Mid-air. face it yeah it's there <laughs> out of the corner of my eye I face it I just kind of catch it it's always low it's always like waist high whenever I catch it uh-huh. it's a so I've noticed that man if only I could harness this power because <laughs> this would be something that would be I don't know. It's like, and like no one ever watches it either. Basically, you have like the abilities given to you in the Limitless movie. You can, you're perceive, you perceive uh, your, um, what would be the word? Your focus level on yeah. your surroundings is heightened. I loved Limitless, the movie. Oh, yeah. It's, it's probably one of the best movies, hands down. I thought it was. I think the beginning of it is a little rough, but uh, I thought like from like twenty minutes in to the end, it's amazing. You mean when he takes the medication and is actually like? Yeah, once he like starts to figure out what's going on, then it's something special. It's pretty. It's pretty cool movie. Yeah. Well, and it's also like, uh, you know, a motivator too. Like you're like you know, anybody can do stuff. Right. Write a novel. You know. Uh, but yeah, that <laughs> it's useless skills. I don't know. I could. I was thinking. What about you, Brandon? What are your useless skills? Put me on the spot. I uh. Well. It's funny you should ask, Ian. Sometimes, if you play a note, I can identify it orally. It's a great party trick. Hey. <laughs> really help me get a it's like help me in life no for real though i mean i use that at work a lot sometimes like oh that's out of tune but um no uh i can't think of it what would be a good what's a useless skill i have i'm really good at parallel parking but that's pretty useful for me actually i'm pretty good at that too peyton refuses to do it ever um but i always joke because i know and did you have to do that in your driving test no no i got my license at clarksville they don't care in, t- in Kentucky, like, you got to do a three-point turnaround. You got to parallel park. You got to go around the block. You got to do all this other stuff. And so, like, I was always proud. Like, I always could do it. And, any like, in college and stuff, people are like, I don't want to park. And I'm like, oh, man, I can do it to you. Can you back up a trailer? No. <laughs> I See, that took me forever to learn how to do. Without jackknifing it? <laughs> uh, right. It's, it's not even uh, – doing it without jackknifing it – is one thing, but it's kind of doing it on the first try. That's when. Well, because you got to get everything lined up right, correct? And you have your starting point has to be perfect. Which why would you back up a? I guess if you're backing it in, oh, like Dude, backing the boat into the water. Thousands of instances <laughs> where I've had to back up a trailer, and it's just. I hate every single one of them, but it's eventually. I just, I just, just envision Raymond 
no, in the garage. And just like, I'll try it again. Hang on. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Don't get mad. Yeah. Well, we know when he was teaching me how to do it, obviously he taught me how to do it. He was teaching me how to do it. He was like, uh, oh, yeah. He was yelling a lot. (laughs) No, no, no. Sounds a lot like my driver's ed instructor. Uh, That's that's great. I was, when I got my driver's license, I was speeding all the time. Like, apparently, I just, like, sped the entire time. He was like, yeah, you broke the speed limit the entire course. Never seen anybody do that. Oh. Is everything okay? Yeah, it's fine. I don't care. Did I pass? <laughs> yeah, it's fine. I don't care. My wife left me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I really don't have a lot going for me right now, so. This is. Here's your license. Here's your, it's don't already printed. Anybody. Here's your freaking license. <laughs> Good luck. Um, yeah. Uh, I, I just remember... Uh, in driver's ed, I had a a lot of quotes that stuck with me, and I'm sure. Uh, first of all, like our teacher, Mr. Payne, uh, great guy, great guy, but he just just always like I was scared to death of this man in the car. Like I thought he would just push me out of the car and drive off one day, like it was bad. Like I uh, accidentally cut into someone's yard slightly by six inches because uh, the <laughs> the grass was right on the street. Uh, almost as grass normally is. Yeah. Uh, well, no, like if there's a, it wasn't a ditch. It was like the yard. Oh. You know, and so uh, about I came close to a mailbox. And he said, "Get away from that mailbox! I don't need no mail." You know. <laughs> uh, and uh, one time, uh, I uh, was going like so. What's so weird is like when I learned how to drive. I'm sure a lot of people have this problem. They tr- you try to use both feet, and. Uh, <laughs> Job. Okay, so I'm the only one that does. My grandfather drove with both feet, but oh my whatever. God. I don't know how he did it, but he did. And so I was like, No, that's awful. Yeah, had my left foot on the brake, and he's like, Get your foot off that brake. I'm like, I'm sorry. And uh, yeah, never so, drive with both feet. Oh man, it's, I, I don't know. I don't know. Because I, I, you, I mean, I don't know why you would now, unless. The only time, unless you got a clutch. Right, so anything that has a clutch, which I'm sure that's probably why my grandfather did that because he, you know, was used to that. But yeah, he drove with both feet, um, you know, which is something funny. But yeah, I, I, I just wish I could be as memorable as <laughs> just like uh, just spouting off quotes like that man. He's he's a great guy. I'm sure he's retired now. Uh, I saw him in college one time uh, when I was working at Sub Shack and uh, Subway. Subway. And, uh, <laughs> I saw him outside, and I was like, oh, my gosh, Mr. Payne, how you doing? He's like, well, how long have you been working here? I was like, ah, oh, you know, a couple of years. He's like, well, you're in it for the long haul, aren't you? Oh, my God. It's like, uh, yeah. No. It's <laughs> no. Subway. It's, I'm just, I'm Not much of a career. <laughs> I mean, you know, it could be, but, uh, no. <laughs> uh, actually, my manager was there for a long time, long time. Uh, great lady, too. Uh, but anyway, uh, yeah, so um, here's another one since we're, we're doing random questions. I think that's the theme of this, uh, this episode is random questions. So uh, if the – and I, I just saw this online if and I was like – If the moon were made the, of spare <laughs> ribs, <laughs> would you well, eat it? I don't know why I would. Hey! <laughs> uh, so uh, you know how sometimes the best food comes from the worst places? Yes. So does that, would you rather, like, I think I saw this question. It was like, would you rather eat at a clean restaurant with subpar food 
or eat at a dirtier restaurant with amazing food. Well, actually, this happened to me recently. Me and Kristen ate at this Chinese place. She loves this Chinese place. She absolutely loves it. And me, I'm kind of, excuse me, I'm kind of snooty for my Chinese food. Ew, let's not go there. Dude. Yeah. So yeah. I, <laughs> I, we went there. She really wanted to go. I sat down. I ordered, I ordered orange chicken. And this is really nice Chinese place. Like, it's not just a, I mean, it's really nice. You sit down and you, they, it's a sit down Chinese place. And it is, it is no better than just cooking it at your house or cooking it, like getting it from Walmart and cooking it out of the box. It is no better than that. It, it might be a smidge better. The food? The food, yeah. But not the, but I'm thinking like, so the, but the restaurant. That's what I'm saying. Right? Like, that's a really nice place with subpar food. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what you're saying. And, yeah. I, and I'm thinking I would much rather go to a Chinese, like, hole-in-the-wall Chinese place and, like, where they do not speak English at all. And it's great because I'm like, okay, I know it's probably going to be good Chinese food. And they don't put a single dime into anything in that restaurant except for making the food. <laughs> and the clean... Sorry, the cleanliness, the lighting, the chairs, the customer service gets absolutely zero care. It's all about, all right, we're going to make your food really fast. It's going to taste really good. All right, here it comes. That's the kind of Chinese place I really like. Yeah. Served on like a Chinette plate. No, it's in those, <laughs> it's in those little uh, styrofoam boxes or the metal, the, like the metal tins with the plastic tops and stuff. Oh, yeah. That's the good Chinese food I like to get. I like it. Or like the little little Chinese takeout boxes are okay, but I feel like they pack, they cram pack them full too much. Yeah, they get that rice in there, and it's like like a brick. And it comes out as a brick. <laughs> like, like, oh, I'm so sorry. Were they sitting back there for years? Oh, man, that's like any time I get chicken anywhere. A friend, a friend of mine had KFC that they brought. Uh, that I saw today, and I was like, oh, wow, that's cool. Uh, you know, every time I get KFC, it always triggers food poisoning. <laughs> Gross. Uh, well, it, hey, I'll tell you what, those mashed potatoes at KFC, that's what I live for, are KFC mashed potatoes. See, like, I, and this, they had the Nashville chicken things. I love that. But if I eat the original recipe, it just, I'm just not, it doesn't, like, I don't vibe with it very well, you know, but... I know a lot of people have their preference. No, yeah, I mean, I like, crispy extra stuff. crispy. Yeah, oh, extra yeah. crispy at KFC. I love you. Shout out, Colonel. Where you at? Well, hit us he, up. He's dead. Sing us, send us some free chicken. We'll we'll give you a spot on the show. Give you a little Colonel bump. Sanders? Yeah. He's dead. No, but that, the the guy, the, the guy. It's been, like, several guys. Yeah, who is it now? No, he's just, it's just the Colonel. He just, they have different actors running as the Colonel. Oh, yeah. I remember when it was Jim Gaffigan, and he was always the best one. Uh, yeah, he was good. And then they did a bit where they, like, replaced. I can't remember who else played him. And he got so mad. But I just started doing it. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, you know, it's it's interesting. It's, like, so thinking of mascots, right? So, like, they're part of the brand. I'm surprised because, you know, like, we love Wendy's. 
I really am surprised that they did not do some kind of... Okay, Wendy's is okay. I'm surprised that they did not do a, like, like Dave, like, pictures of Dave are in the restaurant and on the websites and branding branding stuff and all that. But, like, they don't, like, for their advertising, they don't use, like, any, like, a cartoon Dave or nothing. But the Colonel's been on, even when he got, broke free from KFC, he was still, like, their spokesman, like. Right. They don't have any sort of gimmick in there to kind of appeal to younger kids. Wendy's does it. Right. Except, well, in, like, a KFC, it doesn't appeal to younger But that's not the, they know people are going to eat it. But, like, it's interesting, the colonel is still on there, and he's been dead for what? Like. I don't know. How many years? I don't, I don't know. I mean, I just know that they they hire actors to play the colonel in the commercials, and they're hilarious. Yeah, he's been dead for, like, 41 years. Yeah, I know, I know that. <laughs> it's just okay. interesting. Like, I don't know. It's It's cool. I guess it's cool. But, you know, I mean, restaurants have different. They do different things to keep people coming in and stuff, I guess, right? Like uh, for McDonald's ads, we haven't seen Ronald McDonald since the 90s, it feels like. <laughs> so. uh, well, again, you know, the reason why they don't play something that appeals to kids unless it's on a kid's channel. So does Bennett ever watch... Nickelodeon or Disney or anything. He does, but uh, but I know, I know their secret though on those networks. So like, he'll watch Pop Troll or whatever. But I know, I know that they have um, they crank the volume like five times louder yeah, on those commercials. Yeah, they on purpose crank up those volumes for the kids because they try to get their attention back. Kids, kids, come buy this crap. <laughs> like you know and it's like oh my gosh like stop <laughs> and uh hey they make money though but uh yeah I, you know i don't think about it. i don't think i don't think he would identify him i don't i don't think i even with his stuff because it's all electronic videos now right like kids watch youtube kids and yeah but even if they have those ads there on those videos too not you know i haven't really seen they do for some things but not not from what i've seen you know, which is interesting, but anyway, huh. all right, so my last question, we're talking about random conversation topics, so you can use these at, uh, at your next social gathering, uh, Ian, what do you think the hardest sport to excel at, and I'm not going to attempt to answer this on my side, because I'm not an athletic person at all, <laughs> the hardest sport to excel at, um, Hardest sport to excel at? What do you like to be like the best? In to do extremely well, like pro level, like hit it big. But there have to be tennis, because tennis you are very dependent on your opponent. So a great tennis player is. You, those, you see those tennis players play on TV and stuff like Rafael Nadal and everything. And they're like, oh, man, they're so good. It's like, well, they play really well because their opponent is also really good. And that's why 
whenever you see you go to like tennis matches like high school tennis matches they have a ranking system inside their own team so you have like a one two three four five and then they have their players and they they go and uh, they have like a different ranking every other week or something and they find out their ranking and then they're like okay our number one's gonna play your number one and then our number two is gonna play your number two well once you get down to like if you're playing a really good school and you get down to their number five and if you're playing like a school and you get down to their number five their number five isn't going to be able to play as well because the other person can't return the ball very well so the other you know so they have to like totally change their game so you want to try and play somebody who's either at the same level as you or just a little bit varied from you whether it be up or down and then you can kind of excel and finding that person constantly is really hard that's why tennis is because you're so dependent on what the person is doing on the other side of the court whether they're good or bad so i just know a lot about sports <laughs> there you go no that's that's really good you know i i, I never thought of it that way well, there you have it, folks. Um, there's your answer. You probably have a different response. Uh, I was going to think, personally, I would say, I'm not, and this isn't in, like, I mean, it, you could argue for everyone. My argument f- for me would be golf. No, golf is easy. You think? I play a lot of golf. You play a lot of golf, but do you play it well enough to go on tour? No, no. <laughs> that's what that's excelling. You know, what I'm saying. Like, but all it takes to excel at golf is just practice. And you go if you go ask those tour pros, and they say, "Hey, like, how do you get to where you're at?" And they say, "Well, when I was in, like, when I was in high school, and they was like, hey, you know, you're gonna do golf.' I would spend, I would get out of school. And this isn't me. Sorry, I'm talking for them. They would get out of school, and they would go straight to the driving range, and they would hit." 2,000 balls until their hands are bleeding. And eventually, well, yeah, they're going to get good at it. They're going to get their swing down. That's a good And that's all it takes. Now, as far as excelling, since I, I only can play in the summer because it's the only time I have off, and I always make sure in the summer I play as much as I can. And then when I get to the fall, I can't play at all because we have marching band. And in the spring, I can sort of turn it back on a little bit at a time. But I want to make sure that I'm ready to go, like, full on in the summer. And by the time the beginning of July or the end of June hits, man, I'm cranking them out there. Like, I'm hitting anything I want, but it just I have to restart it. So I promise golf is not that hard. It's just, it's just repetition is what's going to help you. And it's like, oh, I've got to get the best clubs, and i got to get, you know, I've got to. I've got to find all the tricks and stuff. No, no, no. It's just don't hurt yourself. Go out there and you hit the ball. But I can see how golf could appear as difficult. Those guys on the tour, they make it look really easy. Right. <laughs> I promise. Like those guys. Yes, golf is hard to like do what they do on TV, but you're not trying to do that. No. We're not trying to break 80 every day like the guys on TV. We're just trying to get a couple pars, maybe get a birdie. If I can if I can end a season with a handful of birdies, 
It's been great. My dad got an eagle this season. Oh, really? Yeah, which is the next. Two, right? No, it's, uh, it's two strokes under par. Under par, right, okay. Wow. Well, that's, uh, that's uh, I think, about all the time we have. Uh, this is uh, It's Been Established with Ian McAllister and Brandon Reynolds. Uh, we'll catch you next time, and we're also sponsored by uh, uh, Wexton Scrubbing Pads. <laughs> if something needs scrubbing, use Wexton. We'll see you next time, everybody. Bye, everybody.